<laughs> That's when everything changes in it. No going to let him wait too easily. Obviously I'm at home my sister's yeah. at home so he's like in between both of us you mean so Are you very uh, protective over him? Oh, you just I, I I like to I'd say you can't be too protective yeah, yeah. over someone cuz if you're too restrictive over someone they can hold that against you. Not yeah. just hold it against you. They need to have a bit of freedom. Yeah. Mm. But then you need to have that balance as well. Do you know what I mean? Like, it always seems to backfire. Yeah. When you're yeah, yeah that's what I meant. You, you see like certain people when their parents have been really restrictive. Opposite. Opposite happens. Do you know what I mean? It's like, it's, like, it's like when you have a kid as well. You can't. You have to be protective but you need to have sort of have the balance. Yeah. Like, 100%. That's, that's the way I think it. So like if Benji wants to do something I'm a parent's like oh no don't go I'm mm-hmm. like let him go but come home yeah. by a certain time do you mean like I remember when I was a kid like I was sometimes I wasn't allowed to play out or I had to be home at this time but like as I think the main thing is if there's communication between both of you for example you score if he's going to stay out longer than he said he is yeah. he's going to be like oh I'm going to stay yeah. out yeah I, I don't I don't whereas if you go out and be like <coughs> especially he says oh I'll come home like at 5 and then Six o'clock comes. There's no sign, no thingy. Yeah, that's when. Yeah, that's when people start worrying and all that. But if you say, "Oh, I'll be back at seven," it's. I think you should. When you're a kid, you think you just get away with it. And like you'd rather yeah. not call and say, yeah, because you don't want to face, like you know what the response you're gonna get. Like parents in there now, because yeah. obviously parents are not gonna be like, yeah, it's fine, just stay out. Like, you're scared I mean? to get the new yeah. answer. You know, you know they're gonna say no. No, yeah. So you you just. You'd rather just not hear it, yeah, and then come home anyway, and then listen yeah, to it yeah. afterwards. <laughs> Whereas I'm sort of different. I'd rather I'd say yes as long as I know what you mean. Because yeah. it's not like I'm gonna he's gonna come home and do anything really bad. He's yeah. only gonna come home and sit in front of the computer or something. Yeah. So I'd rather him be out. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I think. That's, no, that's a good way of looking at it. Yeah. It makes more sense. What does he think about you uh, going to flying planes and stuff? Like, what was his reaction when you first kind of told him that you want to do it? I, I don't know because it's weird um, we don't we don't really talk much much right, about right, right. it like every time yeah, I mean he was he, he must have been young. so young oh yeah, yeah, that, yeah. That, that he, he yeah. thinks it's cool and everything but he doesn't like I don't think it'll really hit him until I like actually he's in a flight with me sort of thing right, right, right yeah because for example we went to Malaga for his birthday in February and this is the first time he's flown in, flown in like like three three years over three years But he was actually scared to get on the flight. Yeah. He was scared to fly. And obviously like he was sitting next to me and every time for example the landing gear comes up he's like what's that sound? What's that sound? Or the flaps yeah. come down. He's like what's happening? What's happening? And he's probably like yeah. especially like when we landed obviously uh, it was a, it was a really good landing. He's like Oh, that landing was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. Were you flying? No, no, no. Oh, we were okay, going okay, on holiday. Okay, okay, okay. I was yeah. going to say like... Oh, I wish, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but... Yeah, it's it's one of those. But then I think it's one of those. People have like... We get so much... Because I'm working at the airport now as well. We get mm. so many scared flyers. Right. And sometimes the plane like fully loaded goes to take off and it has to come back. Because someone's had like a panic attack or something. Do you mean? Yeah, so what? The the flight has to come back and let them out. Let them out, yeah. And then we, because oh. I'm a uh, rampage, and I have to go and like look through their bags. It's just like two hundred bags going through and all that. Do you mean? I didn't realize like they actually have to do that. It I thought like it's still once <laughs> it's taken off, it might be a different story. Yeah, but, but if it's still, still on the ground, isn't it? 
So, for example, wow. that happened two weeks ago. So, I aircraft going to Dublin. Yeah. And this lady, she, she had a panic attack. And then, obviously, it's like, so it's sort of like a medical emergency, isn't it? Right, so right, So, she right. had to, and you have to take passengers first before anything, before, like, money mm. and all that, you mean? So, <laughs> the only annoying thing is, like, if you have to unload their baggage and sometimes... <laughs> but then, obviously, like, it's delaying the whole flight. Oh, Everyone else is waiting. The companies, thousands. Yeah. I mean, even to taxi from the airport to the runway... The amount of fuel used. Yeah. It's, it's, it's in the thousands. You Much of the pilot, like, he's all, like, ready to go. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm excited for this flight. Five minutes later. Yeah. Like, but then the pilot probably be like, oh, it'll probably be a good break. Like, come, like, cert, like certain airlines, that turnaround's, like, yeah. so short. Like, they land. Oh, and then... And then really... once they've parked, they have to be off again in 20, 25 minutes. So they land, right. get rid of the passengers, unload the baggage... New baggages get loaded, new passengers come on, yeah. and they're off again in 25 minutes. What? Yeah. That's, yeah, that's, you know, what, one thing I've always been intrigued by is like, yeah. when you're flying, like when she reached the altitude and everything, yeah. is, are you still in full control or is there a level of like autopilot? Yeah, it's just autopilot. Yeah. So, and then like, so when do you take over? Is it like when the weather gets really bad? Yeah, like, so certain, like, for example, there's like thunderstorms in front of you. Right. You can do it, you can do weather avoidance using the autopilot, mm. but then you can also take manual control and avoid it, like, right, right. It. and it's certain conditions, for example, like, icing's an issue, turbulence, you mean, mm. sometimes having it on autopilot in severe weather is probably better, Yeah, because yeah. autopilot is so much more accurate than a pilot flying, do you mm-hmm. mean, so... The main thing what we do once, I haven't done it yet because obviously everything I've done training so far has been hand flying. Yeah, fully hand flying. Yeah, if you yeah. don't know how to hand fly it, and when you once if autopilot doesn't work, yeah, you're, you're doomed. Aren't you? Yeah. So yeah. it's like everything you do is hand flying, but then at the start, but then what you do in a commercial aspect of it is like once you're up in the air, it's just monitoring, monitoring to see if all the parameters are right. If there's any discrepancies, do you mean? It's right, like, right. Apart then, is it like, are you just analyzing the screens the screen, to see Yeah, if any... it's matching reality. Right, right. For example, okay, once okay. you get to one checkpoint, have you burned the correct amount of fuel? Are you there on time? Are mm. you there early? Right, okay. Are you looking into the yeah. weather, into forecast, what's the weather ahead of you? Do you okay. mean you're constantly like analyzing the situation around you? Right, right. See if, if it matches, do you mean? So I think, yeah, it's it's one of those, especially when you go long. See, when you're doing short haul, you're constantly like, for example, you can fly anywhere between three to four sectors a day. So, for example, I fly from Newcastle, Amsterdam, Amsterdam, Milan, mm. Milan back to maybe mm-hmm. back to Sp- uh, Newcastle, do you mean? In one day? In one day, yeah. That's oh, what geez. short haul means. Oh, okay, okay. So that's where you have like that 25 minutes in between once oh, you landed. Right, right. Whereas if you're doing a long haul, yeah, for example, you're flying from like London to India, for example. Right. And then you've got two days off. Oh, yeah. they're pl- uh, normally plugging yeah, in. Yeah, because you need that rest period. And when you're yeah. doing short, long haul, you've got another relief pilot in there as well. If it's over a certain amount, you mean. And is a relief pilot to switch after a few... few hours, yeah, to give rest, yeah. you mean. So, 
Because after a few hours, like constantly looking at you, sort of switch off, don't you? So a long haul, there's three pilots in the. Yeah, cockpit. there can be three pilots. Yeah. And on a short haul, there's two people. Just two, two people, pilots. yeah. And there's one captain always. One and, and captain, one. first officer. Mm-hmm. Apart from, for example, when I do first start in an airline for the first few months, mm-hmm. um, I'll be classed as a second officer. Right. So there'll be a pilot behind observing me. Right. Uh, okay. In case something does steer me in. Because obviously I'm. Yeah, really yeah. Fresh out of yeah, yeah, so they'll be observing me, and I, after six months of that, they tick me off, and then that's yeah. when I get sort of like promoted to a first officer. First officer, yeah. which you'll be riding and flying, sorry, with the captain. Yeah, so it's fir- second officer, first officer, then captain. Yeah, the second officer, first officer, then there's like senior first officer, then right. captain. Right. Like assistant to the regional manager. Uh, <laughs> what's that, sorry? Have yeah. you seen The Office? Yeah, um, I've seen parts I haven't watched. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's basically just like a promotion kind of thing. Yeah. Like, it's, yeah. It's, it's it's all to do with the experience, really. Like how many hours you've got and the training you've been through. Yeah. yeah. Like you can't go straight to a captain. Yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> I'm assuming captain is the one that pays like kind of bit in it. Yeah. Like, they they can. Yeah. yeah. You're talking. Obviously, it comes up with the responsibility as well. Do they wear the hat? They wear the hat. Depends airline to airline. Like hats, like hats aren't just for captains. Right. Basically, part of the uniform. Yeah, it's part of uniforms. For example, I'd say like British Airways, they've got hats. Like Chewy, they've got hats. But a lot of airlines don't have hats anymore. Right. How come? They just. I think it's just one of like pilots in the past. It used to be like a proper pants used to wear hats, but I think times have changed. Yeah. It's Mm. like. I don't know if I'd want to wear a. I don't. I don't know. What do you mean? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you could have a choice, yeah. then why would you wear a hat? Kind of, yeah. yeah it's just, I just think it's just a unnecessary. Yeah. <laughs> sort of it's thing. like a mimic in it. Yeah. Like. Yeah. It's like when you see like all that's going to happen is once they get in the flight deck, they take their hat off. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's all. I feel like it's a bit for a show. You take your selfie. Uh, yeah, you have to wear the hat and you have to wear your um, coat yeah. while you're through the airport. Because you have to show sure, that yeah, public yeah, yeah. display, that professionalism, do you mean? Yeah. But then once you're in the aircraft, you take your coat off, your hat off, everything. Yeah. You're just literally on your <laughs> shirt and trust, do you mean? like It's mad, yeah. And like going back to like obviously flying, like what made you want to start, like want to uh, pursue this thing? And I think it, it was when I was young. Uh, that's the same. So what was the first thing that happened where you were like, oh, this is it? This I'll, is the thing for I'll me. be honest, when I was like, when I was in India, I was only really there for like three years when I was born. Yeah. So uh, before then, before I came to England, I didn't even know what an aeroplane was. So yeah. honest, do you mean? Because yeah. you're that young, you're not exposed yeah, to anything. Yeah, so the first time, I can't like fully remember, but the first time I got in the aircraft, I was just like proper, like excited. Not just excited. Yeah, I was yeah, just like no, gobsmacked. Like, yeah. how does this work? Do you yeah, mean like oh. <laughs> how, how am I up in the air? It's like it's crazy, isn't it? Yeah, no, I, and yeah. then sitting in basically you're sitting in a metal container for yeah. like from one yeah. place to the other. It was like it was just crazy. And then the more like then I we reached England. That's yeah in 2003. And then ever since like that always stuck in the back of my head. I was like, how cool is that? Like yeah. And then I. Um, Obviously, I talked to my, like, my dad about, like, obviously, when you're a kid, you have, like, ambitions, what do you want to do, and that's all that. Mad. And then So, uh, you, you, that's what you wanted to be at that age? Uh, not quite. Or like, like if you asked at three, I wouldn't have said the same answer, because I, I wouldn't have. But, yeah. like, when I was, like, past nursery, like, in primary school, like, in primary okay. school, I wanted to be a pilot. That's well, obviously, I wasn't, like, 
everyone has a dream like oh i want to be a footballer yeah, but then yeah it was like you, one of those kind of dreams yeah. As, yeah, a, yeah, yeah. As, a, yeah. as a career sort of thing but then you know you're not really serious about it mm-hmm. and i told my pa- dad as well and he he always gets excited by it like oh i'd love to see you as a pilot sort of thing yeah and then and then i went into secondary school and then you get sort of like hooked into this just how everyone else just like uh, oh you have to go to university mm. and then more typical yeah like yeah. the structure and then obviously i didn't look too much into flight school and everything and how to be a pilot mm-hmm. since i was in till secondary school mm-hmm. and then i saw oh it's 120 grand nearly to train to be a pilot and then instantly i was like oh i can't do it you mean So yeah that, that initial like when you just see that yeah. amount it like, initially just puts put you on there's such a massive deposit that you yeah. just putting it, it it put me off and then i just like put it aside as one side and then in secondary school like towards the later stage where you have to be a bit more serious as like oh i'll go for engineering just <laughs> t- t- <laughs> yeah typical yeah. Yeah. yeah and and then they're like oh what type of engineering and i went i was like oh aeronautical engineering because it's closer yeah. it's more related yeah, closer, to planes do you yeah. mean yeah. but i never really had like a passion for engineering do you mean yeah. i was just like and applied for you uh, obviously i i was telling nick earlier like i applied for uni but i was like i'm taking a gap you know no no matter what so yeah. i applied for the uni as a deferred entry application yeah so i would have only thingy and luckily <laughs> i didn't get the grades so i didn't get accepted so was, so was your plan like before you went to uni was your plan initially to take a gap year yeah 100% before going to uni before going right. to uni i was always going to take a gap yeah. year because my main focus was to uh, i was going to take a gap year to see if there's any any way around of like pursue my career of being a pilot you mean right apart from the back you had you still have that oh yeah like, 100% even even doing doing gcse like obviously i w- i was starting to think real like in the sense of like i can't do piloting because it's too expensive too expensive so but it, but that that was the only thing in it literally I stopping you like yeah, it's just that but then, amount yeah yeah and then obviously there was a medical as well so obviously when i was younger i had asthma so okay i went for a medical test when i was 17 um for the aviation medical and then it was must just after my 17th birthday because you have to be 17 to do it right and then uh, everything was all right but then my asthma cropped up and then they were like mm. oh you need to do more tests to um see how severe your asthma is right and then obviously i drink at my medical after that in down in london so it's like oh, yeah i probably yeah. got me down and then and then once the gap year hit i spoke to some pilots and they were like go get your medical bag like start yeah. like uh, do you mean i went to this conference in glasgow so you went to like a pilot conference like yeah right. um, i went in glasgow and then i was like as soon as i got home i went and booked a um, test with a specialist who specializes in asthma yeah um, and then obviously cost a couple of hundreds and then he he cleared me of asthma yeah. sent that to the okay. basically cuz often my asthma's never been severe i've never had an asthma no. attack everything okay. so it was when i was younger it was um, it was they diagnosed me with it so right by this age they were like we can see no trace of asthma in your system in the sense of like my breathing and everything was totally fine but what was different like as in like you know the first time you did the medical they failed yeah. the asthma but then they what was the different asthma for the sense they didn't do any like asthma test 
they just knew that on my medical history i had asthma that you had asthma so they failed just because of that just by reading a, a that, my that you had report. asthma yeah that, that was the only okay, reason okay but then when you went to the specialist they analyzed like they did, how they did all the breathing tests on me right so right, basically i right. had to blow into this tube and then mm-hmm. take this medication mm-hmm. which makes mm. you breathing harder and then the dosage increases and increases wow. okay. and he put oh, the full okay, max okay, dosage yeah. on me and i was still breathing quite fine right so he was like your lung capacity is totally fine Money and then i sent that off to down london where they analyze it and that's when i got my medical and then that's when i was like to my parents so oh, look i've got my medical here yeah uh, i'd love to pursue it but then i got to one point in my gap year i was like um i wasn't really like I got to a point where I was like, nah, I can't do uni. Like, I was like willing to work for the next four years if there was no other funding in place. Yeah, to, yeah, to, to actually get, yeah. To uh, pursue it. I was like, because we, we live in a day and age where you can get sort of get any job. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. You don't need a lot of experience. Like, yeah. and, and it pays decent, do you know what I mean? Like, even in sixth form, we can get a job, do you know what I mean? So I was, yeah, I was willing to maybe work four or five years to save up, but... um i spoke to my parents and then we uh, they remortgaged the house yeah that's such a beautiful yeah. story like mom put yeah. her savings into it yeah dad took a bank loan and then put it all together and then obviously total belief in you yeah, yourself that's the thing <laughs> my dad was saying it's it's the trust and then i sit in during the gap year i worked as well so yeah. i saved up i'd say i i put over um, 20k into it already from my Obviously it's nothing compared to the whole sum of it but like what yeah. you saved up 20k That's yeah i put 20k into my training so far to say what at that age yeah how hell did you make 20k at yeah. that age no it's it's not just at the start so yeah, you've been saving up like yeah, previously previously and still then, that's and mad bro that's been, but i've been working like that 20k is not just before i started flight school so i probably had like probably like 5k or something before i started flight school mm. which i put into it mm-hmm. and then during flight school when i finished all my exam in commentary covid hit okay and then i was Locked like grounded for 6 months and obviously in that 6 month period i probably saved up like yeah. 7 8k and then during uh, during while i was so i went i got sent to portugal and obviously in portugal you can't work can you because it's a foreign country yeah okay, and yeah, then okay. Um, covid hit again so they moved me from portugal back to the uk and then i worked for another 2 3 months um doing amazon and uh, yeah. and all that and then saved up used my sister's car and i saved up for my car and then went down to cranfield of bournemouth and every time i had free time i'd go and work in the evening and then that that honestly i think yeah, yeah saved up a couple of yeah. thousand no, from that yeah that's mad bro like so literally you, you would just work your ass off yeah yeah put everything you had into this yeah. kind of thing and that's yeah, what that's, i'm still doing yeah. now because i've got that one more stage of typewriting do when i get a job with an airline and my cost me yeah like the 30k so, so like so initially right so yeah. you said it's like what 100 120k yeah so is that like an initial deposit that you need to pay up front in order to start your training um initially the initial deposit was 9000 pound okay and then you have to make a payment of 5000 per month right. and then Jeez. i yeah and i did that up until covid hit so when covid hit everything grounded so but during like up until covid hit i did all my ground school phase of it like all the theory part where we had to do like 14 theory exams and yeah that's up until that up here around like let's say 45000 pound is this all private by the way like yeah, okay. like so it's not like it's not like uni 
So like yeah. not similar to that kind of thing. Um yeah, yeah no, it's not similar. Right. Like, I wish it was. I wish there was like no Shangan to the program in the UK exist. No nowhere in the world. Yeah. That's this, this, make, doesn't make sense. There's basically this courses where they integrate uni course into it. Right. So you can do a degree alongside it. But it's not beneficial if your goal is just to become yeah, a pilot. Yeah. If you right. want to, like they do like they do basically my course what I what I do with like aviation studies. But that's oh, like okay, okay. That's like if I just did aviation studies, yeah. I couldn't be a pilot. Yeah. Sort of thing, do you mean? Yeah. The only good thing about it is you can get student loan. But I, what I told Nicholas is like, why do another uni course and get yourself in more debt? Yeah, do you just mean? for nothing, for, essentially. Yeah. If you can just do it yourself with you a can, bit more. Yeah. yeah. So like a, a normal student loan, I don't know, six years would be like 60k, yeah. 70k, 70K whatever. 70k, yeah. Nipa Bana, 120k. So you already like might as well. So my course there. fee was, I'd say, nine, my course fee was 90k. And obviously yeah. you have to incorporate like, accommodation yeah, and things so yeah. like a hundred hundred and ten k and obviously there's a bit more to it still now yeah and then i finished basically in between my flight school as well there was a whole brexit happened so yeah. uk left yeah. eu didn't it and yeah. Then, yeah, then then complications that was then, massive because yeah. obviously that was before covid hit so basically <laughs> before that i could work anywhere in eu Mm-hmm. With, um, with oh, my license, license but since the UK decided to be independent, they left the EU part of the license, so I could only fly UK registered aircraft and not European registered aircraft. Oh, right. the timing sounds so mad. It was, yeah, it was bad, and then I decided I was like, oh no, no, no. I was so. It's just like it seems to be barriers after barriers, yeah. and everything. <laughs> I was so annoyed by that. I was like. I've got to do something about it. Then I was like, mm. I talked to loads of people. They were like, oh, just get the European license. Don't get the UK license. Because European license, obviously, really renowned in the world, all yeah. over the world. Mm-hmm. And then I tried. And I was like, but at the end of the day, I'm working, living in the UK. And then, obviously, I went for the UK license. And then me and my friend, we did quite a lot of research how to try to get both licenses. Yeah. Mm. And we sort of, basically, the exams we did beforehand was valid for both licenses. But, okay. Um, because we did it bef- before Brexit, the theory exams. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I managed, after I finished my training, I went to Ireland and did some training over there. I managed to get both the licenses. So the license oh, I hold sure. now is UK and European. So, so you can, thing. yeah, that's, so, so that's covered off. That's, yeah. that's good. But obviously I was called in support with this with yeah. that. So that was further, do you mean further, <laughs> further pain in the mouth, yeah. do you mean, so... Just yeah. costs after cost. It's just that's the thing. It's like it's cost after cost. You have to. I'm not in training at the minute, but my medical I have to renew every single year. Oh, to ensure you're like you're fit, fit yeah. to fly, kind and of. And even yeah. like my license, I have to now because I've got two license. I've got to renew both my license, and I've got two medicals as well. For a UK medical and a European medical. Oh, so yeah, I'm I'm I've got to renew both of them. But you know, when you're when you're working for a company, yeah, they do they they, they, yeah, they right, take. Okay. It's that like makes sense. it's trying to get the first opportunity, the first job. It's right. always the hardest. Yeah. Once you get your foot in the door, it's it's. Like it's once you're in Emirates as a pilot, you're kind of set. Uh, well, Emirates and stuff. That's like that's, that's a, a very way ahead of it. Yeah, I'd say not in the next ten years. Yeah. To be fair, it's you say it's biggest flight. People can go straight in like after four or five years. In okay. Emirates. But the thing is, so they look for um, your experience and stuff like that. Do you mean like yeah. if you if you lived in the UAE and because you're their residence, you could 
you could be flying one of the big aircraft in like two years okay yeah. oh i i thought they would have preferred like people like from like uk or us they, they do, as a, they do okay. prefer it, but they prefer people who've got experience and from the right. uk and us you mean like they want to yeah. take yeah. me with 200 hours yeah of course yeah. one of the biggest passenger aircraft yeah. in the world so. that makes sense I think I've all it's always in the back of my head like I'd love to try it go out there but it is obviously you have to completely it all depends on what your commitments are like yeah. you have to relocate to Dubai or Doha Qatar and yeah that'd uh, be sick though I think it'd be sick and you're constantly moving Ale, like between countries like uh, it's, it'll be mostly all long hauls wouldn't it at that point it is but long hauls at the same time it's like it's one of those like if you're doing long haul base here like one of my teachers who was teaching me during my theory he's working for virgin and he does long haul and he's like he flies once a week or twice a week and the rest of the time he's back at home so he's got enough time to do another job wow. so obviously you do the long haul and you have to be at that um, you have like a two day yeah you stay something. wherever mm-hmm. then you come back. back people say oh if you're a pilot you've got no time for your family but honestly you you do like yeah. it's, it's one of those i think it's a misconception like a lot of people be like oh if you wear glasses you can't be a pilot that's yeah. true that's the yeah. biggest that. biggest misconception uh, do you mean that's a biggest false yeah. statement like a quarter of the people in my class wear glasses do you mean yeah it's yeah. people just i think people just quick to judge yeah i think you know it's just something people used to say and yeah. then just caught on kind you of need thing. 2020 vision yeah that that's a myth as well oh it's <laughs> if you've got 2020 vision with glasses on that's fine do you okay mean? like obviously you can't be colorblind or yeah you can't be blind obviously <laughs> <laughs> yeah but it's it's one of those you hear stuff which sort of puts you off before you yeah, start yeah, do you mean that's the thing so like so right now um where are you with your training and everything right now so in terms of training like i fully finished all aspects of training right um, i've got both my licenses so i'm ready to, i'm in the stage where obviously the covid covid massively hit in it and then <laughs> yeah full industry in the, the, the whole industry yeah. just shut down so what's happening at the minute is like people who have made redundant who lost their job they're getting their jobs back because yeah, travel is yeah, booming yeah. there's like a backlog yeah, yeah there's a backlog so And it makes sense because you'd like to think that if you lost your job, you'd want to yeah. go back. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so they've got the experience. So they're slowly getting back for this summer. And I'm hoping like vacancies are opening up. And uh, yeah. I'm hoping, but it's one of those, of, like I said, I've got to do this type rating. It's like being a doctor, like I'm sort of qualified, but you have to specialize in one, one aspect of an aircraft, like right. one aircraft. So I've got to do that type rating where mm-hmm. I, for... but i can only get a type rating once i get a once an airline recruits me sort of thing right so first you need to find like the job the job and then you do that type do rating course right. and then you're straight in working with them but the, the will that company sponsor you for that it all depends it all depends, depends on which on company the, you do yeah. some companies right, right. say okay we'll sponsor your type rating but you'll have to work your bond with us for five years some companies oh you need to stay with them for five for years five years some companies be like oh, right. oh you have to pay us 30,000 pound for the type rating mm. you know bonded but that's how much it costs for type rating mm. so either way like they get you somehow <laughs> yeah they get you somehow yeah. but it makes sense so it's, it's it's the reason for them 
example, yeah, if they're like, sponsoring you yeah, and it's paying that much money, not of investment, yeah, so, yeah, like yeah, they need to get something out of it. Yeah, but this has all changed recently. It's all changed. Before in the past, nothing used to be like this. Right. Nothing. What do you mean? Like, like aviation before. I think everything now is like proper commercially and business driven. Okay. Before it was like you used to get free type ratings. You could probably get like GMA oh, right, yeah. type rating here and then yeah, it was just okay. Pella pretty much funded I. Yeah, it's like everything like that. That's the thing. That's the frustrating thing about this course. It's like there's a lot of capable people who can be a pilot, but it's like main thing is funding. Do you mean it's it's, it's unfair? It's unfair for people. Do you not feel like like the barriers just keep getting harder and harder? Like no matter what job it is, really. Like yeah. I, I just feel like the barriers. Well, uh, I guess competition keeps increasing. Increasing, yeah. So which, you know, therefore yeah. like, the barriers have to get kind of harder does, as yeah. well to yeah. kind of match with the competition. Yeah, I think it, it is. It's like because you, for example, if you finish a degree, you you come out as a graduate, but it's like trying to get your first job yeah you're competing against yeah like 10 years ago i'm sh- like i'm sure graduates didn't have a problem finding a job because no. the, the amount of graduates there were were less yeah than right now there's yeah. a lot more graduates but there's less, less jobs, jobs available yeah. mm. and people are like oh we need you with experience yeah that's yeah, <laughs> yeah. i think that's the main difference now it's yeah. everyone wants experience yeah even when you don't don't have you've not, not had the time to gain the experience that's the thing yeah well, what can you do it's like when i signed up for my flight school i did they're quite like globally renowned and they've got this thing called a whole pool where before covid and before like brexit once you finish your training you go into the whole pool and then airlines come and pick you out and be like we want 20 people like right. turkish airlines come uh, etihad comes ECJet. they'll be like we yeah. need this many people and then they just pick you out of this pool and you're employed straight, yeah, employed away. straight away. You've got an interview straight away. But it's obviously, now that would have been the case if it wasn't for what happened to the industry. But now you have to, like, I was watching, um, I was on a, because um, I'm always trying to keep up to date with things like this, um, this session. Mm-hmm. And they were saying that, obviously the demand for pilots are increasing at the minute, but at the minute, like I'm competing against 6,000 6, in Europe. You get, wow. a, get a job, do you mean the 6,000? Wow. Uh, basically, 6,000, um, one airline, 6,000 people have applied for that airline. Right. Do you mean? And another <laughs> airline which opened up last year, I think around like 2,000 people applied and there was nine jobs. <laughs> do you mean? So the competition is like massive. Mm. Well, then it's one of those you have to stay motivated, stay calm. Yeah. yeah. But I think like demand is, you know, slowly getting there. Yeah. Like, I'm sure, like this year and next year, I mean, yeah. demand is quite like high, high, high because yeah. everyone wants to. What's like, a fly Boeing around. stock at now? Boeing. <laughs> Remember Boeing when? It well, everything it was all down, wasn't it? The whole. Has Boeing went up? up or I, well, I mean, the market's down now, so it's yeah. still probably yeah. down. <laughs> but then Boeing, have you watched that documentary on Netflix about Boeing? I heard about that. Yeah. Oh, if you get time, watch it. It's like they put like it's one of those they put business and money over safety, safety sort of thing oh okay and obviously you heard about the two crashes, crashes. yeah and that yeah. was all due to like trying to like yeah. compete with airbus trying to get an aircraft out to compete with airbus in the shortest time shortest, possible uh, and then it backfired on them didn't it but the aircraft they have released now obviously they've had massive scrutiny and it's probably one of the safest aircraft out, out in that the is world. so uh, horrible yeah. you know, to hear some it's so sad and they put the blame on the pilots 
that's the thing. The whenever a crash happens, first blame straight onto the pilot. Because pilot, yeah. mm. obviously, pilots, pilot mistake. Yeah. That does happen. They always think that they they are not responsible. Like, and then they try yeah. to put the the first crash happened. They put the blame straight onto the pilot. Second crash happened. Put the blame straight onto the pilot. Looked at both of the crashes. Both of the crashes was caused by the yeah. same internal the problem with the software. Right. Do you, do you know what I mean? So it's so easy to like big companies to point the finger and put and just blame on the yeah because saves them a lot of money. Because yeah. at the end of the day, especially if they're like a public company, then yeah. it's all up, the all like the news is out in yeah. it. Yeah. Especially when the situation like that, yeah, it's the whole company is put down in put it. Put down, yeah. It's so like other like the thing with airplanes and stuff is like once you lose trust, trust in a certain yeah. airline, then you're yeah you, you don't yeah. really you're not gonna fly yeah. with them again. No, it's 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 all like. Public, public opinion. Isn't yeah. It? If it's on the news where this airlines yeah. got so many bad records, you know you don't want to fly. Yeah. So then it doesn't yeah. doesn't matter. Yes, you're always going to be scared. You're yeah. always going to remember that time. Yeah. They crashed. You'll have to pay like hundred pound more just for safety. You know. Like, yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. For sure. Well, it depends on the situation. Oh, yeah. Sometimes you're like, ah, but then okay. that's, <laughs> how, that's how like so, Ryanair and EasyJet yeah. undercut yeah. people in it. Like, yeah. <laughs> saying that they are Ryanair's never had an accident. Like Might. a like a fatal accident right. since That's it good. started. Yeah, like they they undercut like the major airlines like EasyJet, Virgin. Yeah, because it's so cheap. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's so extremely cheap. Like the, sometimes they're cheaper than getting like the train, the buses. It makes you think how much cheap. the expensive flights are making them. Do you know? Because obviously Ryanair is making profit. Isn't it? Do you know where they're making their profit though? On stuff like baggage, extra services. Ryanair. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I went to Dublin. Um, no, coming back mm. back from Cork back to Manchester. My ticket was nine pound ninety nine. Mm. But my to add my um, hand luggage, uh, main luggage on it, twenty nine yeah. euros. Yeah. Yeah. And then most people would do that. Like. Yeah. It's like that the cheap product, but deliveries. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, but. Obviously, it's frustrating, but that business model works. Yeah. If you were if you were just going for a weekend, you don't need a hand luggage. Like yeah, yeah. Luggage, do you? Something like nine, nine. Yeah. Can't go wrong. Yeah. Do you mean so? Fucking right. I want to ask you this. Yeah. What does it feel when you fly? How do, like how does how do you feel when you fly? Yeah. Uh, it's one of those. It's like when I first. I'll be honest. Like my first flight in training, mm-hmm. I went up with an instructor. And I had this banging headache. Like I was like, I was like, crap! I don't think this is for me. Uh-huh. I was like, yeah. I spent so much money. I'm like seven months into training, spent forty five grand. I'm like, I've got a headache. And I, obviously, there was other factor. It was like in Portugal, yeah. thirty two degrees, and then there was turbulence as well. But then, and it was your first flight. It was my first. <laughs> it was my first flight. There was turbulence. There was turbulence. Yeah, but then it's, it was because of the heat, the thermals it yeah, produced. Yeah. But then it was just. I just felt proper overwhelmed because, like, he's flying and then he's looking at a map. So the first, I'd say the first hundred hours, you're flying with a map. You're not using any GPS or anything. Oh wow! Like, okay. Yeah, paper map. <laughs> yeah. To go from here to be, you're not allowed to use any of the systems inside. And then yeah, he was using the map, looking where he was going while talking to air traffic control, and doing other stuff. All yeah, the checks and everything. Like a lot. And I was like. I can't even keep my head straight. Yeah. Do you mean? And then I'm meant to be going solo in ten and a half hours after that. Oh Jeez. shit! Yeah. Okay. So honestly, it was so overwhelming. I went home like proper flustered. But then it's one of those things you have to take it slow and steady. Yeah. Second lesson came. Got better. Third lesson came, mm-hmm. and then 
by lesson 11 yeah i, I did my first solo, solo flight. flight yeah how i can't even Im- how do you fly just looking at a paper map yeah it's that sounds basically it's like you look for obviously where the airport is and then the main thing is make sure it's aligned correctly and then you look at towns or oh, that town's here this is where i should be and you right. use the you use the compass on the aircraft you use a stopwatch the timer so you measure it should take me from here to here it should take me 10 minutes right. then you turn the watch on and then in 10 minutes just before you approach that time yeah. you have a look around am i near here yeah i've right. seen in, in dunkirk where he's got the stopwatch yeah, yeah. you know dunkirk the film yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's, he's keep checking keep his, checking uh, yeah the time and then we've got the headings the speed so we sort of plan it before we go but then, yeah, I think it's one of those, like, it's sort of a skill you... Yeah. You just, like, develop it. Like, yeah. I struggled with it for ages, but then mm-hmm. the more you do it, yeah. the more you... Yeah. Just like anything in a relay. Yeah it's, yeah, it's like driving. It's like, I was saying to Nick, like, when you first start driving, you're like, well, this, this is... Depends if yeah. you've had experience yeah. before. It's hard, isn't it? Because there's, there's so yeah. many things you need to be aware of. Yeah, kind of thing. yeah that's, that's true. That's the thing. Become second nature. Second after, nature, yeah. yeah. After a while. But I'll be honest, if I go back to it now, I'm going to be a bit rusty. But then mm-hmm. you pick it up. Yeah, you? Yeah. It's been two months. So your first solo flight came after 11, 11, uh, 11 lessons. 11 lessons. Yeah. So do you remember, like, obviously walking up to the plane? Yeah, walking. Basically, just before the solo flight, I go up with the instructor. He checks to yeah, see yeah. if I've done all the drills properly, everything. Mm-hmm. My landings are fairly smooth. Yeah. He doesn't expect it to be perfect. Yeah, yeah. And then I'm doing... Um, basically, in the solo, he does failures as well. Right. So basically, he fails my engine okay. and see if I can glide it into the um, airfield. So basically, the first solo, oh. all you do is go up and do a lap of the... Um, do a circuit and come back and land. Right. right. So you do the landing as well. Like, yeah, yeah. When you do your solo, the instructor gets out. So it's just you. Yeah. So he gets out. So he does a he does a check ride uh, with three circuits. And then you make like, sure like there's nothing wrong no, with the plane yeah, and stuff. Not yeah. just a plane, with your skills as well. Okay. Or if you're okay. being too nervous where you can't perform. Yeah. yeah. And then if he's happy, you'll be like, yeah, on, yeah. yeah, I'll sign you off. And then he hops out. And then you go and do so your like, first thing. Oh, wow. Thing yeah, yes. Honestly, it's weird the first time as well because you're so used to two people sitting there. Yeah. And mm. then as soon as one person gets off, it's a lot lighter. So you shoot up a lot more quicker yeah. and you're like, oh, no, this feels weird. So obviously you you start the engine. Yeah. Know, and then you obviously speed up. Yeah, you put full power on. Full power on. Yeah. And then when it hits a certain speed on that aircraft, it was like 60 knots to like 70 miles an hour. Yeah, and you just lift up. You pull back, but you only pull back a certain amount right. if you right. pull too much the aircraft can stall and lose speed right so you have to and then you come back down <laughs> yeah it'll just fall because fall right, right. if you go like go like this it's just literally going to drop down yeah so mm. you have to angle pull, yeah, the like we've been told like five degrees pull back right and then yeah and then you go up and then once you reach like a thousand five hundred yeah. feet you level out and then do all the drills yeah. so like that, that's that's insane I'm assuming, like, obviously, you're there at the top, leveling out. Yeah. Just by yourself. Yeah. Just looking around. Yeah. Like, you're literally, like, flying around the ex- world. Yeah. That's exactly what it is. Do you mean? And then... That you, is insane, man. Like, that experience is exciting me. Like, yeah. that's mad. Honestly, I... Were you not scared? Like, was your heart rate not, like, going up, like, before you took off? Do you know what it is? I oh, think yeah. I think I was so focused. I was... I was yeah. Like, yeah, just about, like, get, getting it right. Let's get this done. Do yeah. you mean? Let's, like... There's people who, who aren't ready for it. Like some people take more than 11 mm-hmm. lessons. Yeah. I, I need to take one extra lesson because 
first lesson I did, I struggled. So it's like everyone learns at a different pace. Yeah, hundred percent. So like, I was nervous in the build up for it, mm-hmm. but then once I did my check flight, I was like. I can do it with him here. Why can't I not do it by myself? Yeah. yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And then you saw like, I feel like you saw, you have to be 100% focused. Yeah. And he asks you that as well because obviously this aircraft costs like half a million pound and then not just that, your life. Yeah. You exactly. Know? <laughs> <laughs> no, they do. Yeah, it's like you can't, you can't make mistakes, do you know what I mean? And then there's, there's been some stories about people getting lost and people yeah. coming down to, like, but... You don't want to, you don't want to like pay attention to any of those yeah, you okay, mean, you know, yeah, yeah, honestly best to block it <laughs> yeah yeah but although so that was my first so the first solo you do is like in a circuit around the airport yeah and then the second um, second solo you also do around the airport my third one was the first one out of the airport so I went to another area by myself mm-hmm. and then on the way back um, my alternator failed so okay. my alternator at that time I was a bit I, I didn't when it happened, I didn't really know what. So, alternate is basically what powers electricity to all the components of the aircraft. Okay. So, I had this massive warning alternator failure, alternate. Jeez. And then this was just before I was meant to come home for Christmas. And I was away from the airfield and I was like, this chaos, like, oh my God, what am I going to do? Yeah. <laughs> I just yeah. had this panic. And then, obviously, that alternator only lasts for 30 minutes and then the whole. Um, Engine might be engine will be running, but all the display, everything's the speed, nothing yeah. will be displayed on the aircraft. And then I didn't really know that. And then I, I, I initially started panicking because, mm. and then I radioed of into course. my school because obviously there's a frequency. Yeah. And I tried to like, oh, is there any flight instructor there? Um, I've had an alternator failure. Just didn't get any response. And then, and I was like, oh, that's, that's that's my luck, isn't it? And then. And then it's one of those things you get that initial shock, mm-hmm. but it's all about staying calm because the more you think the stress about it, yeah. you're just gonna make it so yeah. much harder for yourself. Yeah. And then I was like, right, I do want to be alive. <laughs> Next thing you want to do is like you want to head towards your airport. Mm-hmm. Spoke to the air traffic control on radio saying I need um, priority landing. And then on the way, this it'll take at least fifteen minutes to get back to the airport. Uh-huh. And these aircraft is no like autopilot or anything. Yeah. So like. I was like, right, what am I going to do in the 15 minutes? You just slow slow everything down, like trim the aircraft so it's sort of flying steady. And then just got the handbook out and went through it and looked for alternator failure. And then, yeah, managed to get it on before I got to the airport. Yeah. And then, it, honestly, but it's like, it's that initial shock. And I yeah, feel like the, uh, when it first happened, you panic. You yeah. panic, yeah. But then it's one of those, I'm sort of looking back at it now, I'm glad it happened. Because you've been through with that now. Yeah. Yeah. Like, especially such early on. If something like that happens now, the way I deal with it will be different. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. That's when uh, big companies want experience because they probably went, a lot of pilots would have went through a lot of yeah. horrible stuff like that. That's right, And yeah. they stay calm if it, if it happened again. So, like, is that, like, what, what did you do? Like, a, a failure, the, like, how did you switch back on? So, basically, I had to pull some circuit breakers. Right. And then reset the alternator on the top. Okay. And then on the manual, it set a few other instructions as well. Push the circuit breaker back right. in. So, was it just, like, a short circuit or something? Just th- cut off or something? I think, I think it was a small uh, system malfunction. Right. So, yeah, wow. I told the engineer, he, he grounded the aircraft, did mm-hmm. all the checks in. 
and then it was ready to go the day after yeah it wasn't my fault yeah, was anjane blaming you though uh, was anjane blaming you no he he was like nothing wrong with the aircraft yeah. it's definitely a system glitch <laughs> if you blame me yeah how uh, that would have been a different story <laughs> no but considering like what it was ninda tranta idu that was my 13th flight yeah wow that's, that's third flight by myself yeah so it's it's all part of the experience you made yeah. 100% but then they train you though like they train you to deal with emergency mm-hmm. you mean mm-hmm. so it's like they can only tra- train you to a certain extent and the rest is in the head yeah, yeah it's about thing. how you keep the composure as samet nammal engena react team how you yeah. can handle yourself yeah, that's a completely yeah, different pressure. story you know yeah, yeah. it's 100% like, no matter how much training you go through yeah. and until you you're in that situation yeah. you don't know yeah. how you going to react yeah but it's yeah it's part of the challenge isn't it and that's it's bound to happen throughout my career yeah i'm going to have that's what I, that's that's what i'm trained i'll be trained for to deal with emergency situations yeah. like even when you're in airline every six months you get tested mm-hmm. you get put on a simulator where like throughout my training like when i went on um, double engine aircraft nearly every flight one of the instructor used to fail one of my engines just so you like experience yeah and he used to make me land with just one engine do you mean just to like just to deal with it mm. how to recover mm. from it make sure i follow the certain procedures yeah. just to like throw emergency at you like just constantly throw emergency at you just to basically make you stronger do you mean and like, yeah if you're by yourself in that scenario you need to you need to yeah you need to know how to yeah stay composed yeah so that's mad and then you get examined and then that's when the examiner does all these stuff like shut down an engine give you a failure here give you a failure make you divert stuff mm. like that so yeah so, so that was part of training yeah it always like seems so surreal and like yeah it just seems surreal but at the minute it feels like i've not done it because it's like i've been yeah. out of it but yeah so, so yeah. yeah how long have you been out of it i've finished um April April in my position who finished just before covid so they've been waiting two and a oh, half yeah that's just two and a half years <laughs> you mean in my position that's and it's yeah. just that's bad isn't it so uh, it's just trying to be resilient and having yeah. that patience what do they do in that situation do they just like get another job for the time being yeah. and just what keep else can they do nothing else like even pilots who lost their jobs during a covid they were tesco delivery driver waitrose marsensale and just imagine like yeah. going from like that's crazy one extreme enough. to the other but then it's like you have to get on with it i wouldn't say from a delivery driver is extreme though isn't it compared to flight like just uh, different sides like, of the oh, yeah, 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 yeah. opposite uh, ends of the spectrum hey what's wrong with delivery driver <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it's probably more hard work i'll be honest yeah, obviously yeah. i do it don't i amazon it's like especially trying to get all the parcels out do you mean <laughs> oh, you got me that in you. You got any Amazon delivery stories lad? 
all three of us have Amazon <laughs> delivery Honestly, experience. To be fair, Amazon have done a bit like, do you mean? Trust I think me, yeah, Amazon, yeah. Amazon proper saved me. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. during that time, Amazon yeah. was the boy of oh, like, 100%. it was so, it was so 100%. good Amazon. Like, throughout flight training, like, even when I was here, when I was in Bournemouth, like, in Bournemouth, it was like, they didn't have that many delivery drivers and they used to put the rates up quite yeah, a bit. Like, yeah. I used to do like a three, three and a half hour block, 85 pounds. Yeah, 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 yeah. They had great, they had great, crazy yeah. hours like crazy amounts during covid and stuff yeah even during like, christmas and everything do you mean yeah but then they did proper when i did go down obviously i bought a new not a new car second hand car mm-hmm. it only had three door and amazon in bournemouth were like oh we can't take you on oh you really yeah, i've that. heard that you know yeah. some places they don't let I've you with a three door, door. Yeah. Yeah. yeah they said oh Just depends you on can't you work, work for us because your car's only got three door And I was like, oh, Yo, like, I, was like bogus, eh? I was like, nah, how am I going to keep going? Yeah. And then I managed to convince my sister and we swapped cars. Oh. <laughs> to be fair, she, my car was a bit more nicer than that, so she was getting the better. Yeah. <laughs> She's bargain. getting the better deal. Anyway. Better deal, but then she had to pay for extra insurance. So. Oh, okay. Yeah, tagged. Yeah. yeah, but that's, uh, yeah, Amazon... Yeah, Amazon, but now it's just so slow, isn't it? Now it's, mate, I couldn't, like, the shifts, the rates have gone, like, back down to standard. Yeah, yeah, it's just not worth it. I just don't think it's worth it, like, with the fuel prices, where it is. You probably won't even make, like, five pounds. Yeah. I'm literally spent 300 pounds on diesel last month. Like, it's becoming a norm. Like, that's, like, the normal. That's insane. Mate, I might as well just get a Tesla on lease. Yeah, it's it, it, <laughs> right. I'm in it. Like it I didn't even is, think about that. It would be free. The amount you, you like, if you consider like you know how much you're paying for your car insurance, everything per month, and then like diesel petrol yeah, yeah. on top, it's it actually adds up to a crazy. I amount. think it's the government pushing everyone to switch. No, but the so government doesn't have control over it. Though. It's all over Europe, isn't it? Yeah, it's like the government uh, can't control the, the price world. of uh, the petrol. So it's naturally happening then. Isn't yeah, it's it's because supply and demand. It's because everywhere else, like there's less supply. That's demand, you know. Plus the pounds got weaker against the dollar, so it's like we're buying everything. It's all smart. Amounts. It's smart to get a smart car. Smart I mean, no pun intended. Yeah, electric car. But like, yeah, because you're no. wasting that much a month, and I spend nearly a quarter of my wage if I don't do overtime. On fuel, fuel, yeah, nearly. That's why I, I do overtime just to obviously save my mm-hmm. time rating. Oh, do you? You say you work at the airport? Is yeah. it Newcastle Airport? Newcastle. Oh, do you drive there? Yeah, I drive. Why there. do you get the metro there? But then sometimes I start, like, my shift starts at five in the morning, so oh, I have to be there half right, four. Right, right, right. I have to get up at half three. Sometimes Fair I finish enough, yeah. at three at night, so it's like yeah. my shifts don't really align. You with should the, move out. Uh, Near the airport in Newcastle. Yeah, but I should, he's like, like blind not, or something. He's only doing it for the time being. Time being oh, yeah. sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But so then was. I save a lot of money staying at home as well. Yeah, yeah exactly. So, and because yeah. I'm trying to save up for this fine bit of training. <laughs> You've got more than enough saving to do, you yeah. know. Yeah, honestly, the less spending I do, the better it is. Yeah. Yeah. I did consider Metro, but it's like, and Metro it takes you like an hour and a half. Once you've got a car, it's hard to yeah. go, go get the Metro. Even like the thought of walking to that real hour. I'd say nearly it's, a, it's hard. nearly 45 minutes per, uh, yeah. nearly an hour and a half every day driving yeah. instead of taking the metro. Yeah, like the um, Sunderland in the airport point is like an hour. For 40 minutes, yeah. There's no traffic. No, I mean like by metro. Oh, by If you're taking the metro, yeah. yeah, it's like an hour and then you to get to think, the airport. Going to the metro, walking to the station. Yeah. And then coming out, Jimmy. Too much of a hassle. It's, yeah. Way it's too like much of a hassle. Did you bring your airports or, you know. You know. Yeah. <laughs> no, you, you could, <laughs> do you mean? But, yeah. 
No, once you got a car, like I feel like once you get a car, once you start driving, yeah. you can't go back. That's like true. You, you just you get so used to driving everywhere. Yeah. Depends where you are though. Like if you're like in like for example London. Oh yeah, like yeah, yeah. I true, would, true. but then it's like when you finish like a twelve-hour shift. You don't want to be sitting about yeah. for an hour and a half nearly. You're, nah. you, all you think about is going straight, straight home. Straight home. Yeah. As exactly. fast as you can. As exactly. yeah. You, yeah. I mean, I don't really drive Come fast because you just burn at yeah, the yeah, minute. Burn the rate, cash. You know I mean? Have you realized everyone on going on motorways, they're not speeding really. Yeah. They're all sticking to like 60. Yeah. 60, under 70. All, most people, do you mean? Far from like the boy Because right you think about bills. Uh, <laughs> bills has went up. Every, everyone's the same, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> definitely. I mean, it, it's... Like bills went up, yeah, and fuel prices went up as well. Yeah. Like that's insane. Yeah, everything's went up. Everything's went up. Like food prices have went up. Everything's up. Yeah, because obviously, because of because of inflation, food yeah. prices have gone up. Then there's a uh, gas and electricity. Yeah, massive. that's went up massively. Yeah, yeah, yeah like huge, and it's going up again. Yeah. it's like yeah, it's going yeah, up again. Price yeah, yeah. <laughs> and there's a shortage of homes, and so the building homes. Yeah. So it's like populations going up in UK. But then do you know the price of material, like the like timber, raw materials, raw materials, yeah. ridiculous. One That's of the gone, guys yeah. said since last year, he his dad works in the construction site. Price went of timbers up. went by three hundred percent. Yeah, it's been going up since COVID. It's been going up three hundred percent. Do you mean it's like? That's what I mean. It just feels like everything's happening all at once. It's yeah. like it's not just one thing. You know, one second. Uh, it's like there's no balance. Like I don't know how people are expected to like. You know, Survive. yeah, under working class people, like yeah. how are they surviving with all of these expenses? It's crazy. But they're not like loads of people are using food banks yeah. and everything. It's 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 it's, it's bad, insane, like yeah. yeah. But it's 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 problematic. But then it's like because the government they put so much money out during COVID. COVID. Now they're suffering because oh. of like they literally just put that much money yeah, out yeah. unnecessary well, obviously there was a necessity for them to do that but then yeah. there's oh you have to it's face the yeah. consequences like I feel like we're massively facing it now but then <laughs> <laughs> yeah like we have no idea when like fuel, for fuel prices for once we have no idea when it's gonna go back yeah. it just seems to be going I don't think it's gonna go back I think it's gonna go to like three pounds and stuff in like five years do you not think and it'll be a thing where diesel cars will be probably wiped out the market. I'd like to not think about it. Like, that's the way. Like I that is, uh, diesel cars probably be like limited. Like you know the ones rare finds. Yeah. It'd be just something that people will start buying from other people because they'll be like, why would I? No why would I invest in them when I've got to pay a four hundred five pound on the fuel when yeah. I can just get a Tesla or electric car? Like. That's the thing, yeah. yeah. But I think because of this, yeah, electric cars are getting a massive boost. Yeah, yeah trust sure. me. Yeah. <laughs> Like, it just makes it. sense. It just makes so much sense every to get company, an electric car now. Every company's working on electric cars. Yeah. Right? And I think Tesla is the main reason why. Yeah, Tesla revolutionized it. Electric like, car. They, brought, yeah. they put the... Can you make uh, electric, electric planes? planes? So what they're planning on doing first is doing hydrogen planes. They're going to do yeah. a test on that. That doesn't use uh, as much like in the fuel. But then they're trying to... Electric planes, because batteries waste so much... Mm-hmm. Batteries are ridiculously heavy that it's just not feasible on a plane. It's not optimal, like at the moment. You, you can, if you were doing an electric plane, it'll only, only carry you like 30 minutes mm-hmm. with, the, with the technology you've yeah. nowadays. You can only fly 30 minutes, do you mean? And that's not enough to fly yeah. um, abroad or whatever. So I don't think there's a need for it now, anyway. Um, like, yeah. I mean, at least, I mean, to be honest. If you're if you're look, looking at like pollution and that, yeah. airplanes will be causing 
a lot no, more no, than <laughs> a lot more than cars. Yeah, um, but yeah, I mean, you can only advance with like yeah. technology anyway. Trying to biofuel and all that, like trying to eco-friendly yeah. fuel. Biofuel is is smart. That's using wastage, you know, like yeah. waste and converting kind of waste. I love the idea. Yeah, um, it's one of those. It's like it's just expensive as well, isn't it? Mm. That's the thing. It's like whatever trying to do a more environmentally friendly option. Yeah, cheap. Yeah, is it? Yeah, I know that there's a biofuel. If you want to open up, it's like twenty million. I heard what a farm. Well, initial a, investment. A bio. It's like where they turn wastage. Yeah. Bio plant into electricity. Electricity. Twenty million. Yeah, so it's twenty million to uh, start it. Yeah. And it takes five years to break even. What to make that twenty million back? Yeah. So there's there's apparently a guy who was the manager. He was telling me that he knows someone. Yeah. That's that's literally got five loans. Five of them. Yeah. And he's paying back. Um, hundred million. Yeah, and after five years, he's gonna break even. But the profit he makes monthly pays it off, like like a house. Yeah. Oh. But it's five years you break even. But the last story, like thirty years, something like that. But and so then, yeah, that's twenty five years of profit you're making. Insane, isn't it? Yeah, but the profit after those five years will be mad. Because monthly you're making money because you're sending uh, electricity to the grid. grid. Yeah. yeah, and you get also money from um, government. Obviously, because you're helping because the environment. Doing, yeah. Like a grand. And there's also one other thing they said about uh, wastage, where you can get paid for taking waste from restaurants yeah. and stuff. So you're like also, because they got to get rid of that somehow, innit? Yeah. yeah. Either landfill or. Yeah. So they would pay you to just take the waste in. Yeah. So yeah, you're getting money sense. on that and you're getting. Like yeah, that's, if that's you're helping such the country a smart pollution one of my system. Cosmates, dad does that. He posts like 30,000 houses in um, Ireland or something by doing biofuel. Not biofuel, like waste, doing yeah, yeah. The electricity. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I haven't really asked him much about it, but. Jeez. Hence why. You say he, he bought 30 houses? 30,000 houses he powers, like electricity. Oh, he, he gives. Oh, sorry. 30,000 yeah. houses he uh, powers. I think wow. so. so Dan. Huh? Yeah, yeah, I think he said something like that. That's I don't know how accurate it is. But yeah. Crazy, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It is. It's, 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 it's about like it's, but it's trying to get that initial investment, isn't it? Yeah, like, I can't even get a <laughs> 10k loan out. Do you yeah. mean? No, mind 20 million. million. Yeah, it's it's if There's you can get levels it, to this shit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you, can't, you can't just go but five years to break even, so yearly they're making what one million profit, one million revenue. Five years, so yeah, yeah if it's what million? 20. Four yeah, million per year. The sorry, yeah, for what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> Twenty million. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Mad. That's insane. And if he's got five of those, he's making twenty million. But he's paying it off. So yeah. After five after years. After five years, he's making twenty million per Bro, year. Bro, exactly. Yeah. And he's just obviously um, putting stuff in, paying for stuff. Yeah, yeah. of course. You know, and all like of the that. repair yeah, and all yeah, that, but repair. still. Because in the site there was around six stuff. Six stuff. You don't need that many people. Okay. Six engineers that just uh, clean out some stuff and, and work on it. Yeah. So it's like Crazy. it's a genius thing, yeah, especially looking forward in the future. Ah, did I not tell you? Remember, Panda? Yeah. Oh. But then that's how the rich get richer because they've got the money to invest in all these ideas mm-hmm. and the company yeah, constantly yeah. investing, and it's good. But at the same time, it's like, <laughs> we don't have that opportunity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just a bit jealous, are we? Yeah. Yeah. That's just how the world works. We're going to be now. positive. Oh, no. It's yeah, at least, be, uh, at yeah. least, I don't know. At least that options there. Jimmy. Options there. Yeah. Like, yeah. If we win the lottery or something. Hey, one day, yeah. <laughs>
to win the lottery. Like, if we win the lottery, we can do it. Yeah. Uh, what would you do if you won the lottery? I don't know. What would you do? That's such a mad question, and like I wouldn't know what things. to do. I I wouldn't want to like. If I did a job I loved, I wouldn't want to get out of it straight away. Yeah, I definitely, I definitely wouldn't get out of it straight away. Yeah, because I feel like that's a poor decision. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I think you want to have that right balance. You mean mm. you don't? Want I think to... you need to. You need. To... So, if, so for example, if I won a lottery, yeah. I would want to think of like a structured plan yeah. of how I'm going to use that money. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. like yeah. that money. Like I don't. I wouldn't just keep it in the bank. Yeah. I would want to. Investing. put it into like something yeah something, like different yeah. different yeah. kinds of assets but yeah. yeah it has to go somewhere yeah. I, i think it's important to stay composed when if you do yeah. not completely change oh, yeah. who, who you, you are, are and yeah. your environment like massive just calm down with it like you yeah. know people are going like the the yeah. 150 yeah. yeah i wouldn't even let anyone same, know same. i wouldn't go i wouldn't i wouldn't tell anyone why would i want to yeah. tell anyone like, <laughs> yeah obviously you tell your family maybe. yeah plus yeah, like if you get it you're welcome yeah. yeah. not just that if you buy a nice house you want it to be like i worked hard for this yeah. <laughs> like i don't want to be like oh you're yeah, not really yeah. for this house like if oh, i have too much pride like oh yeah i didn't even earn this house like yeah, a lot yeah, rebought yeah. me i would be like oh like did yeah. you understand what yeah, i mean like yeah, exactly. i'm much rather like have the feeling of no i worked hard and got Work something hard, yeah. than like yeah. showing people oh, i'm in the lottery and yeah. now i have it yeah so you basically like, lose it before even when you tell the family and stuff say for example it was like 1 million you won i would yeah. probably be like yeah i won like 100,000 yeah <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> just like, like, keep that leave yeah, <laughs> you'll have to give it away <laughs> that won't you yeah, but the thing is cuz obviously if you tell people you've you you've won a certain amount of money yeah. naturally they'll yeah. expect something you to yeah like yeah. i mean it's just a it's no, just no. human emotion yeah we it's we just would. natural yeah. yeah um but yeah that's a mad thought though still <laughs> <laughs> but you know like yeah yeah I just go straight on posing up what would you do cookie i what would you do wouldn't take a hot shower <laughs> cookie but you just... know what it is though like you can have all the money in the world but you can't buy hot yeah and i was asking kevin about his father do you know how he had yeah, the kidney yeah, yeah. transplant like You know that's yeah, that to me is like yeah. if you don't do you want to explain the story don't we Yeah so basically my dad um he donated one of his kidney at that time so basically he was inspired by this priest who the father Charmel and he donated his kidney and then he just he basically wanted to raise awareness for organ donation cuz yeah. it's one of those when you die your organs are no good for yourself exactly it can be yeah good for somebody else yeah so basically he did that as a campaign to raise awareness for it yeah. all over the uk all over india especially in uk we've got the asian community there's a massive like shortage of organs cuz really so, yeah no one donates cer- certain bodies only can take certain yeah yeah. Mean, yeah yeah but and even in the asian community cuz there's a massive like I think there's a religious aspect of it something mm-hmm. religion you can't do organ donation or something. Right. I think it probably so. will be. Yeah, there will be. But then it's like yeah, I think Asians are quite reluctant in in yeah. itself as it is you mean. And then Asians don't give anything away even uh, the dead. <laughs> yeah, so he basically went to uh yeah, he was raising awareness for organ donation and obviously yeah. uh, we all got you know family got organ cards. Yeah. I think they've changed it now where If you die, you have to opt out. You're already opted in, right? So you, have to, opt, you have to opt out if you don't want to give your organ. Yeah, yeah. Which, hundred percent makes sense, doesn't it? 
So he If you think about it logically it makes no why why would you want to die with your organs? Yeah. Like it makes it, absolutely no sense. You can save somebody else's yeah. life. Yeah. I think it's a bit selfish really, isn't it? Like, you know, like in my that's that's like dying and taking a lot of money into your like casket. Yeah, yeah. Do you know like a lot? Yeah. 100%. <laughs> makes no sense. Yeah. Unless you die and then there's no way of saving it sort of thing because you have it's all a quick transition period isn't it where you have to save it the organs yeah yeah oh so yeah like you have to use it within a certain time a certain or something time to preserve it yeah before your yeah. body shuts down so yeah so he was inspired by him and then he was just inspired by obviously the fact that he didn't his kidney and then and then there was this case where this young girl um uh, she she's the same age as me Mm-hmm. So a case where Malayali as well from down south and she basically she both her kidneys weren't functioning and um I think one of her parents will go one kidney as it is and one of them's diabetic so you can't donate a kidney yeah mm-hmm. so um yeah so that case came up and obviously she was um going through dialysis missing school and everything and then yeah um my dad all of a sudden like out of nowhere like he'll uh-huh. donate his kidney to her and That's obviously we did, at that time we didn't know them personally well obviously we keep in yeah. touch close now yeah. but then obviously it was a bit strange because my mum she works in the dialysis and the dialysis is dealing with all the patients with yeah. with kidney failures and everything yeah. so she was very skeptical at first you mean because mm. she sees people come yeah. to be dying and then yeah my dad just decided to go with it I think This is when I was how old was that? Yeah, quite a while ago. Yeah, I think it's around 6 6 years, 6 7 mm-hmm. years yeah. and then he went down to London had his surgery and then yeah, everything everything when like there was only a certain percentage that his kidney would be accepted for her. Her body could have rejected it. Yeah. It was I think it was I think it was like not even 50/50 chance. Do you mean? Wow. So it could have been all for sort of Nothing. nothing nothing and obviously i think your dad was still like you're yeah, his fate and do you mean i think he he was very positive about it from yeah. the get go and then yeah she's she's yeah and everything worked, worked out yeah. and i think my wow. dad did it more for his like personal uh, do you mean his yeah, like, goal yeah. and not for anyone else obviously but then yeah. Yeah, and then that's that's changed. It's changed the way I, I look at things. Do you mean? So you're giving mentality, isn't it? Yeah, like, it's like so he didn't even know this person, like personally. No, he didn't anything, know, and he decided yeah. to keep a kidney. That's even obviously. though it wasn't like a hundred percent or like you know. That's insane. Yeah. yeah, so it, it just makes you like. I think he's a lot about giving, and I think yeah. it is important because there's only so much. Do you mean like? Changing somebody's life is massive. Isn't yeah, it? like exactly. What, exactly. Yeah, and that changes my perception of life on how to treat other people and how to. Do you mean be generous? Yeah, hundred percent, man. Hundred percent. Yeah, but yeah, he's he's healthy and yeah. Obviously, um, she still has to have like treatment at the time, at the, but it's she's in a better position oh, yeah. than what she was. Yeah, yeah. and it's a fact that like. Same age as me, do you mean? Imagine one of us yeah. going through that. Yeah, it's all it's all like you would yeah. you would imagine someone would be out yeah. there like yeah. willing to help. Because we yeah we care about little things in life or 
stuff like how we're looking on yeah. that. But when something like medically stuff like yeah. that hits you, wake up call. It's a wake up call. All you think about is survival. It's like yeah. when yeah. you're ill. It's, 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 when you're ill, all, all you think about is getting better. better. Yeah. Yeah. Do you mean you don't think about you don't think about money? <laughs> you don't think about puts everything yeah. in perspective. What yeah. I'm your mates like yeah. what I'm gonna do? Do you mean it just humbles you, innit? It does, yeah. yeah. It and then you. you do need a bit of that. Do you mean like yeah. Yeah. definitely? Yeah. yeah. I think we always need more. We always, and that's natural, though, isn't it? Yeah, true. It's, true. it's totally natural. Yeah. We always. Watch I feel people. like COVID humbled a lot of people. A lot of people. Like. Yeah. But then it's like, it's one of those. Like my mom suffered from COVID quite badly, and then because she suff- she still suffers from it with her right. breathing as well. Right. And I was hundred percent because of, um, she caught it. She was positive, and then she struggled with the breathing and all, all that. Do you mean? And it's mm-hmm. like. Yeah, it, it, it's a reality check, like, yeah. and it makes you appreciate the people around you, like. Exactly. You, do you mean you don't know? You just have to see what happens. Yeah, 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 that's 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 the scary thing about life. I think it's like yeah. Imagine not having that option to say goodbye to yeah. someone. That's it. that's that's what hurts most. You mean that's the thing. Like nothing's uh, granted. It's like anything can happen at any given any, moment. Any given moment. Yeah. yeah. So you don't have. Yeah. So when you're thinking about achieving so much, or you, yeah, tomorrow. That day could be your last day. Yeah. Yeah. Left just thinking about stuff you couldn't even control. Or yeah, exactly. It's like, and you have to enjoy life. Like at the minute I'm working like crazy, I'll be honest. I don't yeah. feel like I'm really enjoying life, but I should have that better balance. Yeah, mm. me too. Man. Stuff, me too, yeah. um, time for myself. Yeah. Do you mean? But then you just get caught up with life. But do you mean? But I feel like the problem is right. You know, once once you get to like a cycle of just working. Yeah. You're always, like in the back of your head, you're always saying like, okay, once I get here, once yeah. I achieve this, then I can kind of take a break and then start balancing. Yeah. But I feel like once you're in that cycle, it just never ends. Never yeah. ends. Once you get to that goal, yeah. it, you just find another goal or like it's yeah. just constant. Yeah. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, I feel like if you're thinking about finding balance, yeah. you need to do that right now. Like, even if... Even if it's, I don't know, just taking 10 minutes, 20 minutes, or like yeah. once a week, once a month, whatever it is, like, you need yeah. to start making a step towards it right now, as opposed to That's planning. In advance. Yeah, planning yeah, yeah. In advance Once I get to that spot, I'll, I'll find yeah, the balance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I feel like that never works. It never yeah. works. Because yeah. the targets, like, you always have, like, a bigger target yeah. in mind. It's You're never going to be, like... It's never going to feel like it, it's enough yeah. kind of thing. Think about where you first started and then you would have never thought you're here now, innit? No. So I was just why ca- are you still... Because yeah. the, the position you're in now, you probably asked for it, you prayed for it. Yeah. And you've got everything that you asked probably five years ago. But you're in a position now, you're still not happy. You're, you're like, yeah. oh no, I'm nowhere near yeah. where yeah. I want to be. That's the thing. That's like whenever you ask anyone, it's always like, yeah, I'm, I'm nowhere near where I want to be. Yeah. You, it's, yeah. They're never going to be like, yeah, I'm, I'm so happy with where I am. Yeah. Like I'm satisfied. I mean, obviously there are people, yeah. but I, I just feel like it's quite rare. Like yeah. people are so satisfied within themselves yeah. with where they're at. But do you not think it's always good to have a bit of a goal? Yeah. No, there has to be. Like, like with, obviously, without a goal, without a, like a drive towards it, there's no progression. Mm-hmm. No progression, yeah. yeah. That's, 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 that's what I mean. Like, yeah. need the balance. You need, need balance. both. Yeah. You need, like, a good amount of yeah. Like yeah. everything. Everything, yeah. And it's hard, <laughs> it's hard though. Yeah. Like, some people just get so focused on it. 
I forget about everything. Forget about everything yeah. else, yeah. It's like a weighing scale, and like yeah. you need to find that balance. It's 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 the main thing is to admit to yourself as well. Exactly. Like, yeah. I, yeah. I, I don't have the balance at the minute, yeah. and how can I fix it, Jamie? And yeah, it's it's about like. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like sometimes we just we turn into robots with what we're doing. Yeah. We just like we just switch yeah. everything, like switch off emotion, and we just like if we're working, it's just work, 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 work. Like I need yeah. to like just keep working. Maybe do you know what I mean? Like you yeah. switch, every, but then like you might not be focusing on your family life, your yeah. friends, um, like your own internal happiness, like yeah. all of these things. Like it all kind of makes yeah. up mm-hmm. what you are as a person, and like yeah, everything exactly. adds up, yeah. not just one aspect of it. That's the thing, yeah. Why? Why do we always end up going so deep, man? Like, uh, (laughs) in the end, always we always end up going like into some deep conversation. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) But then I think it's it's probably a reality check for all of us. Yeah, it is. Do you think? True. Yeah. The the fact that we're talking about it. It's probably because we're going through it. Yeah. Since that we don't have that right balance. Yeah, yeah. I'll be honest. I don't. And I, I admit it, Jimmy. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and it's about trying to get out of it. Get out, Jimmy. yeah. It's just, uh, you need to acknowledge it first, acknowledge and it. then you need to like see. What like, for example, if you win the lottery with hundred million, do you think you would then have balance? I literally don't. I think you would literally put that hundred million to investments and starting businesses. You'll probably be more stressed. Yeah, for sure, you'll be more. Like, stressed. do you know what I mean? Because yeah. you want to do more things. Yeah, you want to. I think it's if you don't change your mentality. Yeah, yeah, because then, then a lot more doors have opened. Because you'd be like, oh, hundred million, I want five hundred now. You get a 500. Yeah, yeah. Hmm, yeah. Let me get for the billion yeah, and then yeah. billion, 10 billion. It's never ending. That's, that's, never, that's, that's a problem. It's hard, isn't it? Yeah. Because <laughs> it's hard to be a billionaire. <laughs> hard to be a millionaire. No. Well, LeBron James is a billionaire now, so is Tiger Woods, which is mad. Is he? Yeah. When did LeBron James hit the billion? Recently. Was Tiger Woods as well. He became really? a billionaire, yeah. Billionaire. There are three billionaires of the only athletes. Yeah, wow. yeah. I think it's going to be Conor McGregor next, though, and Floyd Mayweather. Ronaldo. I think Ronaldo would be up there. He's yeah. got all yeah. these different businesses yeah, yeah. in his CEO. C- C- I think he is. Is Ronaldo not a billionaire? No. Uh, no, he's not a billionaire. Is he not? not yet. Yeah. That's <laughs> the thing though. Everything's focused around money. Do you think it's it is. It it's is. it's insane. It like, is. you know Very when we, we're talking about bills going up in fuel yeah. and there's like people that are worth billions. That's insane, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Like what, what they're like... They wouldn't well, care. They wouldn't give a shit. Their conversation is <laughs> not going to be about. <laughs> they'd be like, they'd be like, uh, they'd be like, oh, this is a bother. Like, they hear someone in the background talking about bills. You broke, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh. You know, normal oh. people are there. <laughs> you don't have the normal people problems, but yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's been we've been talking for nearly an hour and a half. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Oh, oh shit! That's ten past six. Yeah, man. Yo, what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> man, that's probably yeah. And the audio's been fine on that. Yeah, yeah. it's been good. That's sick, that man. It, this is gonna be nice in Spotify. I want gonna try putting Apple Music as well. Apple Music, yeah. Music. I thought when you upload it, it uploads in all of them. No, I got a separately uploaded to Apple Music. Oh. Yeah, but. I like this podcast. It was really nice. Yeah. We'll uh, we'll end it here. Yeah. Thanks for coming on. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. It's I really appreciate it. It's really nice. Pleasure, I was nervous for nothing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, thanks for having me as well. Pleasure, bro. Pleasure. Yeah. Great to speak to you, both. Thanks for tuning in, guys. Yeah. Till next time. Peace. Right, peace. Oh. Beauty.